the death of Christ, his resurrection, and uh, his glory that he shared today has brought us this far. We thank the leadership of the church, the district pastor, the presiding elder, and the entire executive. Lord Masha, everybody, God bless you for giving us the opportunity to share God's word with his people. Today, I said today is a unique day. Because today, we are going to praise God. We are going to sing to his glory. And the glory shall surely come down. Hallelujah. Amen. So today is a great day. In fact, praise accord, when I joined this church, the choir has been something so special to me myself. Whenever I come to church and I see this choir ministering, I see the presence of God. Hallelujah. There was something I kept for myself. I didn't want to talk about it, but I don't know. This morning, something is pushing me. There was a time that I have a revelation about this choir. It was like we were in the church and we've been praying for certain things. We've been praying the whole week and we're not getting the result. So when the man of God mounts to the podium, he just called everybody to stand up. And then from the choir, four people came out. And they came to the front. And there was something like a box that the whole church wanted to lift it and put it back there. And as we were praying and praying and praying, we couldn't lift the box. So when these four people, I mentioned their names to my wife, and since then we've been praying for these four people. They came and lifted a song, and the thing lifted by itself, and they were moving with it to the back there. Hallelujah. That said, wow. This is the engine of the church. And everybody in the church was so happy, so excited. So today, expect something very great from them. Amen. As we go to praise our God after we dine with him. Hallelujah. Shall we say a word of prayer? Lord, my God, we are before your presence this morning. Speak through me, O Lord. I'm a human. If the Spirit leaves me, I'll speak things from the flesh. But I pray that the Holy Spirit will take absolute control so that this morning, what you have for your people, what was predestined before today, will come true. And by the end of it all, we shall have the cause to bless your holy name. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I said I am preaching on the topic God's covenants. We shall look at the creation of man. And then that is purpose for God creating man. And then we shall look at the fall of man. Then we look at the old covenant and the new covenant. 
So this is where we are going to swim around this morning. So if you sleep along the line and you don't hear anything, when you go home and somebody asks you, what did you hear in church? Just tell the person that uh, we talked about God's creation of humankind, the purpose for human, the old covenant, and the new covenant. Hallelujah. The rest will be explanation. If uh, Mrs. Nipa is around, just give me a wave. Mrs. Nipa, is he around? Hallelujah. Is Mrs. Nipa around? Uh, you tell her, if he's around, tell her that he should be in the boat with me this morning. Shall we take our Bible and open to Genesis chapter 1, the verse 26. Please project the NIV for me. Genesis chapter 1, the verse 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the bears in the Car over the livestock and all the wild animals and all the creatures that move the ground. Hallelujah. Please continue, continue. Let, let's go down. 27. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. 28. God blessed them and said to them, uh -huh. so I just want you to take note here, be fruitful and increase in Number, fill the earth and subdue it. Hmm. Rule over the fish in the sea and the bears in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Hallelujah. This is God speaking. So this is where man is coming from. The Bible says that in the beginning... God, after creating everything, then he created a man. He created me. And he told me that I should rule. I should subdue. I should multiply. Hallelujah. So the things that fly in the air, I am in control. If there is any creature on the earth that moves, I am in control. Then in the sea, the sea is not there for my water. It was not written here. That all the fishes in the sea, we are to rule over them. So we take dominion 
over the sea, the land, and the air. So you belong to the air force, you belong to the army, and you belong to the navy. Hallelujah. This is how God created mankind. Then God, in his own wisdom, prepared a garden. That is Garden of Eden. That was where man was uh, living together with God. Garden of Eden. That is the presence of God. So every time God used to visit man, and then man see God face to face. Then separation. The fall of man. Something happened. That is what we are going to talk about this morning. The purpose of God was for man to live peacefully with him. Take dominion, rule, subdue. Then let's look at the fall of man. Let's look at chapter, Genesis chapter 3, the verse 22, and then uh, 22 to 24. Let's read there quickly and see. So after man disobeyed God, because of time, we are not going to talk much about how man fell, uh, the, the, the disconnection between man and God after taking, disobeying God, after taking the, 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 the fruit that he was asked not to take. And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now listen. At this point, Man being in the garden of Eden, taking control of everything, have sinned, have disobeyed God. So there is a separation. God did not want to see man in the garden. The judgment was passed first to the snake, then to the woman, and to man. And then, after God driving them from the garden of Eden, Something happened over here. The punishment for man was that man was supposed to live because God created man in his own image and likeness. So we are supposed to live everlasting life. Everlasting life. So death became what? Penalty for man. So the Bible says that Man was banished from the Garden of Eden. Man was banished. And before God banished man from the Garden, there was a tree in the Garden. That was the tree of uh, life. And God was trying to protect that tree so that man would not reach out his hand to this tree. So I was wondering... Why was God protecting this tree? Man has sinned, all right. Then this same God even clothed man after man knew that he was naked. Then he said that, go out of the garden. Then there is a tree in the garden that can bring back man 
to where he was. But God was trying to protect these three. And the Lord God said, Man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now the disobedient tree was knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Continue. He must not take the tree of life so that he will eat and then have everlasting life. The life that was cut, the tree that God did not want man to eat is given to us today. Hallelujah. God reconciled man to himself through our Lord Jesus Christ. We shall come there. So in the garden, something happened. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to wet the ground from which he had been taken. Continue. After he drove the man out, out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubims and flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So God wanted to guard this tree. So you ask yourself, why at all was God trying to protect the tree? God trying to guard this tree so that man will not get closer to this tree. When we come to the, 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 the new covenant, we shall know what this tree is. So you see that the position of man from Genesis was not ordinary. When you look at what God himself said about man, now that he knows good and evil, he can now reach out his hand to the tree. So the tree must be guarded. And man was banished from the garden of Eden. So, being God and being the one who created man in his own image and likeness, did not also want man to go and die forever. So, in the Old Testament, God tried to reconcile man to himself. That is where the Old Covenant started. So, the key word over there was disobedient. The key word over there was disobedient. So, if you are a child of God sitting here right now and you want to have a new covenant with the Lord, what you must take note is to obey God at all times. I was talking about where some of us come from. You see, when you talk about covenant, it's something very deep. 
if my father is Elder Tony, and Elder Tony, through his offering and everything, have good covenant with the Lord, I am saved for being a child of Elder Tony. Because covenant goes to the next generation, to the fourth generation. So some of us who come from the royal family, my father was a king, there was a time, Elder, you were talking about your father, and I was just sitting there, and I, I was nodding my head. My father had, before he died, he had about 32 children. 32 in number. When we, 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 we count, I don't know where I'll praise myself at my father's side. 32. The Jasehene of Techima. And then, he did not know God early. Even when he started going to church, after church, he would come and pour libation. This is where we are coming from. And then during young festivals and other festivals, before this man will ride in the paranquin, they will kill this sheep, and then our elderly brothers will come, and then they will use their blood and do the thing that pastor was talking about. Uh, uh, they cook it with some... God being so good, the first day that I tasted that thing, I was about 10 years, and it was so salty. And that prevented me from it. So anytime I see them eating, I see that this thing is bitter. But people will be rushing for it. So people were eating this. And still, people are eating this. So if you are under this covenant, see what will happen to the next generation. So if God being so good, somebody has paid a price for you sitting here. Your father has paid a price for you sitting here. Your mother has paid a price for you sitting here through sacrifice. And you are enjoying it. Pass it on to your next generation. Hallelujah. It's very deep. Covenant. God wanted to have somebody being obedient to reconcile man to himself. And he found nobody. There was a time only one person stood up. That was the time of Noah. And God entered into covenant with Noah. And that one came to a certain point. And when the, 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 the people started growing up again in numbers, sin begin, began growing up at an alarming rate. Disobedience, like it's happening today. But one thing we must know is that our Lord is a strategic man. He can do everything for himself, but he's just looking. So when we are talking about uh, LGBTQI++ and other things, sometimes we are making noise too much. Let's leave it to the God. Christians, what we must do is to kneel and pray to our God. Just remember the Tower of Babel. When people began that we, it's postmodernism. We are wise. Intelligent, everything. That is what man is doing today. Man's philosophy. 
in the house of God, the philosophy of man does not come in. God has his own principle and his ways of doing things. And if you are in the covenant, God always guides your ways. We shall look at the things that is entailed in God's covenant. You see, these people tried building a tower so that they will not be scattered around the world. God was looking at them. God was looking at that. That was human philosophy. So God was looking at them. At a point in time, he said that, no, these people coming together, they can do something. So God brought confusion by changing their language. Just one technique, everything, pam. So after everything, I'll come to my brother. Oh, uh, Pampana, Kotam. He said, hey, let's go. Oh, Pampana, Kotam. Then I say, Kogare. Oh, you are my brother. Let's go. Then I'll come here. Ado, Ina Ucheri. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, Ina Ucheri. Oh, Icheli Bajela. Oh, you are my brother. Let's go. Then the language, just the language changed the whole atmosphere. And the people scattered. So if I speak my language and you respond, you are my brother, we pass our way. When I speak my language and you are my brother, we pass our way. That is God's wisdom. So after Noah, the Bible says that God called Abraham. Abraham obeyed God. And through this obedience to the Lord, the whole world today is enjoying it. The call of Abraham. God told Abraham that tomorrow, pack your things, leave to the land that I will show you. So assuming that we are sitting here today, and then somebody comes, elder, Edauza, tomorrow, take Auntie Maria and go to the land that I will show you. I hope Eldauza will ask questions. What land? Where are we going to farm? What are we going to eat? On what grounds? He asked all these questions. We are human beings. But Abraham obeyed God as God spoke. The next morning, Abraham just left. And this moved God. That this man, this man, this man, this man, Abraham, I can use him for something. May you obey God this morning so that through you, God can establish his purpose on this earth. Hallelujah. So Abraham obeyed God. The next morning, he moved. It did not end there. At a certain point in time, God wanted to test Abraham. So when Abraham left for the first time, the Bible says that God entered a covenant with Abraham. That is uh, the, 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 the first covenant that God entered with Abraham. Let, let, let's read the Genesis chapter 17, the verse 4, and see something. Genesis, as for me, 
is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Many nations. No longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Says, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you. Hmm. And then here, the be. And kings will come from you. Note here. And kings will come from you. That is from Abraham. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between you and between me and you and your descendant after you for the generation to come to be your God and the God of your descendant after you. This is what God promised Abraham. When you go further, God promised Abraham everything that man lost in the garden of Eden. When you step your foot, I'll give the land to you. You possess the whole nation. You do this, you do this. So everything that was taken from man from the beginning, God brought everything back through obedience of Abraham. It did not end there. God tested Abraham again. Hmm, this time, it was so powerful. Now, if you are here, and you believe in the covenant of the Lord, and this morning you have covenant, you are going to re-echo uh, uh, your covenant with the Lord, expect that nothing in this earth shall be a barrier to you. Because your God is a covenant-keeping God. God told Abraham that you will be fruitful but at the age of 90, he had no child. When I have no child, I told you that God is God of principle. God is a strategic man. At his own time, he will glorify himself. He keeps his covenant with man. There is a saying that one save forever save. Uh -huh. People used to say that. To some parts, I'll say that when you are saved, you are forever saved. So far as you remain under the umbrella of God, God will never change his mind. So you are forever there. But for you going out, it's your own doing. As for that one, God has not taken it from you. You can decide to remain under the umbra or you can go outside the umbra. But so far as you are under the umbra, God will never come and tell you one day that I had a covenant with you, but I have changed my mind. Looking at your face, I have seen somebody who is so handsome, who is so beautiful, who is so energetic, who can serve me well. So you pack. I am bringing that person. No, God is not that person. He will finish with you. So, Abraham, I have covenant with God. God's part is that I'll fill the earth, but I have no child. 
at God's own appointed time, God gave him Isaac. Only one child. When people think that even this one cannot be possible, God made it possible for Abraham to have Isaac. Then something very serious happened. You see, when you see that things are going very bad, just say that, God, I am entering into covenant with you. I am a covenant child, and I am to increase. I am to subdue. I am to multiply. So I cannot stay single. I cannot be barren. I cannot be secular. So my God, this is your covenant with me. Come and visit me. This is what you told me. Come and visit me. God is a covenant-keeping God. He tested Abraham. The only child that God gave to Abraham was what? Isaac. Then, Abraham, the Isaac that I gave to you, use it. Use him as a sacrifice to me. Wow. A very difficult task. You see, sometimes your own will not be as tough as that of Abraham. But it happens. You are so stingy. The little money that you have, when it's offering time, you think of what you eat tomorrow. You are thinking of other things. But in the presence of God, sacrifices are paramount. The Bible says in uh, Psalm 50 verse 5 that gather to me all my saints, those who have covenant with me through offering. Hallelujah. Gather to me this consecrated people who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Hallelujah. And it will pave a way for you. The next morning, this man did not consult the wife because he knew very well that consulting my wife can result in something different. As for our women, sometimes the way the women cry, if you don't take time, you take the next way. So the next morning, the Bible says that the next morning, Abraham took Isaac and he was going with this innocent boy. Hmm, sacrifice. So obedient to the Lord that it is the Lord who gives. And even if I give it to him, I don't have it again. I don't care. And Abraham also knew that the Lord has promised that I will be fruitful. I will fill the land. So even if he takes Isaac, there will be another Isaac for me. Hallelujah. If you begin to think that, God will always pave a way for you. So Abraham took Isaac to the altar. May you take your Isaac to the altar at any point in time where God demands for it. 
Sometimes it's not your Ishmael. It's your Isaac that God needs. And you have to obey. Obedience is the way to God's heart. Because he had nobody so obedient to him than that of Abraham. Let's read uh, the chapter 22, verse 1. Genesis chapter 22, the verse 1 to 3. Some time later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son. You see, God himself is telling him that your only son, whom you love. And you can, you can understand him. You know I love him. You know he's my only son. And you say that, take him. And go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. Not only sacrifice him, I'm not only going to cut off the head. And then after cutting off the boy that I love, I'll burn him as burnt offering. Mm. Abraham did not disobey God. He took Isaac to the altar. And God did not understand Abraham. So at a point in time when he saw that this man was so obedient to him, something that God has never done, he did it. He swore by himself that this thing that you have done, hey, I have nothing than to move you to the next level. May the God Almighty today because of your obedience swear by himself to bless you, to pave the way for you, to give you stomach, to give you husband, to give you wife. Hallelujah. In the house of God, when I'm preaching, sometimes uh, I claim it, I receive it, I do this. No! It doesn't go that way. No! Obedience is the key. Obey. As you are listening to the word of God, then you start to set the fire in your heart. And when the fire is set abreast, God moves. I claim it. Oh, I receive it. Oh, I... No, 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 no. When the man of God is proclaiming blessings, set the fire in your heart. Set it abreast. And embrace the good things that is coming from the altar. And you'll be blessed. Do you know something? And can make claim see Oh, yes. Somebody has been singing, uh, when I look at the mountain, look at the valley, look at the sea, oh, my Lord, you are God. See, no so won't be that. Or When you're 40 years, when you're 50 years, anything that the man say, make claim, see, I claim it. Then I take it to Techimai. Then the people will be looking at it, and they will be worshiping God. We don't claim like that. Hallelujah. Sacrifice. Do something at your age for the next generation. Use your Isaac today for the next generation. Hallelujah. 
You cannot just come and be so stingy. Or no, for you no mobi. I sorry no o metra. Onye bibia enfam wanya miyejuma. But you always lament. Talking. They correct money too much. Hey! In the church of Pentecost, we don't need your money. But we want you to be blessed. We want the covenant of the Lord to be established with you. God has covenant with his church. We shall never lack in terms of money. So when we are taking money from you, it's for your blessing. If you have money and you think that you not give, ha! Is he not the man who took money from the face? Ha! And you are joking with this man. Take your money and go. Don't talk. Keep quiet. Somebody will give. God will call people from outside there. You know these days we don't take envelopes to the Muslims when we are buying our buses. No. God wants us to be blessed in his house. Abraham obeyed God and he used his Isaac. And after that, God spoke. Somebody tell somebody, God spoke. Let's read uh, the 22, 15 to 18. 22, 15 to 18. Genesis, the same Genesis. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. Their blessings, they are now a This is the second time he was re echoing it. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sun on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession. Hey, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. Mm. So, if you are a descendant of Abraham, if you are a covenant child sitting here today, you are going to take possession. You are going to take possession. You are going to take what belongs to you. But remember, I told you, it's not just I claim it. Set your hearts abreast. Continue. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. That word obedience. It's pause there, we shall come over. You see, the word obedience, when we talk, sometimes people don't take it serious. It moves God. The separation of man from God was just disobedience. Don't sit here. Oh, metehodada. Don't stand here. No. God is God of principle. When we even come to church, even in the house of the Lord, hmm, you don't just claim it. Somebody will just come to church early and then be standing there 
to usher you to your seat. Then the face that you give to that person, obedience. The person has been instructed by the authority of the church that arrange so that when the person come, just usher the person to the seat. And even I have the first angle for Sometimes they feel so bad. Hey, if you don't want to sit there, there is a way of communicating with the person. But no, I won't sit there. Uh, then they will do something and take their back to the net. You see, that is very bad. Somebody will come to the house of the Lord, eat and drop the thing and leave it there and go home. Orderliness in the house of the Lord. When I hear that, when after church service, they sweep, and when you see what is coming out from the chairs, it's so disheartened. In the house of the Lord, then the pastor will come and tell you, please don't drop, don't litter around. Then the next day you drop pampers. The next day you drop bottle. No! Then when the man speaks, you say, I claim it. Don't claim it like that. You are in the house of the Lord, and the principles must work. Hallelujah. A covenant child obeys. Abraham obeyed and it moved God. We, we are tired of praying for people every day. It's not a matter of praying so much. Sometimes obedience. Just go by the ways of the Lord. And the way will be paved through for us to walk. The Bible says that honor your parents and you live long. Then you go and the, uh, 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 the prophet will tell you that your mother is a witch. Then you take a cane, go there and beat your mother. Then you come and sit here and be shouting, I claim it. Hey, who told you? Hallelujah. Obey the Bible. Obey the Bible. Delight yourself to the Lord. And he will give you uh, the desires of your hearts. There's some... Um, 37 verse 4 thereof. Delight yourself. The key verse in Yadami Petri. But see, my one in come with Yanko Pongo. Now a mount, dear Wakuma, Epe. Wanika, Hena Wanika. Where do you take delights? You just move around everywhere. Oh, accompany me to this place. Oh, say yeah. Accompany me to the spot. Oh, say yeah. Then only Sunday morning, you come and sit here. Oh, Lord, things are keeping long. Oh, Lord, no. There are principles. Obey the Lord. You see, our Lord is a covenant-keeping God. When we move him, he will also move. So Abraham obeyed the Lord, and the Lord moved. You see, God it's blessing us that the, the covenant that we are having with our Lord Jesus Christ today is through Abraham, his obedience and arrogance. When we read, I told you to take note of something that I will through you, all nations, all nations, including Ghana, will be blessed. A king will come from you. Lord and behold, today there is a king. Today there is a king whom through him 
those of us who were far away, those of us who were eating blood of animals, have come to his table and dine with him. When there is covenant, there is a way. If you have something to leave your child, education is very important. Educate your child. But never forget to enter into covenant. And tell them that they should pass it on to the next generation. In this postmodernism world and where the world is moving today, it is only those who have covenant with God can stand. The world is not going to change. No. It will continue. Filthy things will continue to happen every day. But those who have covenant with the Lord. There was a time I was telling my wife, hey, now these children, how is their future going to be? What is happening these days? I, I can't even think far. Every day, new thing. Every day, this and that. And these children, the, 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 the economic crisis and everything. Then God spoke to me that through the covenant, God knows his own. Have covenant with the Lord. You see that God will bear some people in the house. You may not understand. Brother, when it happens like that, just praise God and continue what you are doing. Somebody paid the price for you. Maybe the presiding elder offered his Isaac in the house. And through that, you are enjoying it today. What are you also doing? Now, let's quickly come to the new covenant. Jesus Christ came. The blood of animals, all that man was doing couldn't bring man closer to God. The distance was still there. Abraham did his part. After Abraham left, so many things, uh, uh, the Mosaic law, laws upon laws and everything. But through God's own intervention, the Bible says that Jesus came to stand in as a sacrificial lamb. And he paid a price. And through that covenant, today I am enjoying it. Those of us who are far away, we have come to the light. Those of us who are not even uh, 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 closer to the grace, today we are so close to the gate. Jesus came to settle and then bring the oxygen pipe back where mine was cut from, from the Garden of Eden. When you look at what we read at first in Genesis 1, you see that there was a tree that man was bound not to go closer. That tree was Jesus Christ. The light. So when he came out, I am the light, the way, and the truth. Anyone who comes to me goes to the Father. If you have me, you have everlasting life. So what man lacked was everlasting life. And through Jesus, in Matthew 26, 26 to 30, Jesus spoke at the Last Supper that this is my body which I'm giving to you. This is my blood. We cannot read because of time which I am giving to you. So take and whenever you eat this and drink, remember the death that I have reconciled you to God. Today, because of Christ, 
The promises of God in Genesis that we should subdue, you should rule, you should take over, you should do everything. Christ has bring everything back to us. Now we are children of God through covenant that Christ have with us. So this morning, all that I want you to do is I tell God that God, through the death of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ is not atonement. It does not cover your sin. It remits. It washes as there was nothing. So the sins that you used to commit, the death of Christ have taken everything away. And it looks like we have never seen before. That is why he said that when you come to the Lord's table, examine yourself. Because what God does not like is the sin. What can separate us from God's grace is the sin. So when there is a sinned nature, man will become naked. And when you become naked, you cannot go closer to God. Hallelujah. So I urge you this morning that as we are about to dine with the Lord this morning and remember the covenant that we have with him, set your heart ablaze and tell God that, Lord, the covenant, I am also a covenant child. From today, I will rule. From today, I will multiply. From today, I will subdue. The devil has no power over you. When you are driving, I tell you the angels are guiding you. When you move to the left, God is with you. When you move to the right, God is with you. You are an ambassador of Christ. And as you are possessing the nation, we are covenant child through the blood of Jesus that we move to all angles of the world. And as ambassador of Christ, you cannot compare me to a Kufuado or any minister on this land. When I am driving, as soon as I sit inside my car, I pray that God take me to church and I am here. So, wherever you reach, the angels will take lead and guide you. Your convoy is invisible. Spiritual convoy. And that is what you need as a child of God. May God bless you and lead you to become a covenant child. So that through this covenant, you pass it on to the next generation and wherever you stand, you see the presence of God in your life. Amen.